Welcome to the Poetic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Rose. Here, we chat all things poetry, entrepreneurship, and most importantly, mindset. If you like this podcast, please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thanks for being here with me today. Hey guys, I've got a great episode lined up for you today. It's one that I've been wanting to record for a while and I finally put everything together um, and have all of the material ready for you. So it's going to be a lot of commonly asked questions that I get about social media and running your poetry page or your author page or sharing your writing online. And honestly, this could really apply to any type of creative Um, or artist's page. So if you paint, if you act, I don't even know. I I could go on and and give you a bunch of different versions of what I'm trying to say. But yeah, any type of like creative page where you're trying to attract either potential customers and just really grow your engagement, grow your community online. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about Instagram. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Okay, so I think before I have the first question in front of me, but before I jump into that, I'll just, for those of you who don't know, I actually work in social media. Um, I'm a social media manager and I'm also, I do strategy work as well. Um, and I've been doing that for about four, almost, almost four years now, three, four years. Um, so I'm on social media, like all day for work, (laughs) which has its pros and its cons, because honestly, it's like, I know so much about it. I have a great mindset around it and I will do a separate episode about, um, mindset and social media for like writers and people in our field, because I do feel like it's it's something that is being talked about more, but it's it's not always the best thing for your health. But just like anything else, you have to upkeep it and you have to like exercise your mind to be able to have a positive attitude around social media. I think breaks are good, but I don't think it's sustainable to like always be on a break from social media because then, I mean, it's fine if you don't really want to be on it, but if it's one of your goals to grow an audience, um, you need to figure out what that healthy balance is for you. So I could maybe do an ep- a separate episode on that if you guys are interested, but needless to say, I'm on social media like all day for work. I work with a great team um, of people whose job it is to like live and breathe social media. Um, so on one hand, it's good because I'm always up to date on like the latest trends and what's going on and I have people to talk about it with. But like I just mentioned, sometimes it's very tiring to then have to keep up my page as well. Um, but I mean, I've been doing it for a while now and I have a pretty good balance. So I'll start with the first question um, and it was how to grow an engaged audience. Very good question. So engagement is the word for how um, I want to use another word besides engage, but like how tuned in your audience is. So on Instagram, the way you can tell if you're like an engaged member of someone else's audience is like on stories, if they're always the first person whose story you see, it means that you're one of their very engaged followers because the algorithm is pushing their story to the front of your feed. Um, And same thing for their in-feed posts. You'll usually be the first one that that post will be served to because Instagram knows that you're one of their engaged followers. So how do you have, how do you get, people to be the people who are seeing your posts instead of the other way around that I just explained of you um, seeing other people's posts. How do you get people to be a member of your engaged audience? So there's a lot of ways to do this. Let me try to go through all of them. So one way is through one way is through stories. Um, So if you share stories, you can do something as simple as like a couple of stories a week, or if you want to like challenge yourself to do one a day, Um, But the key here is not just a story of a nice sunset, although we all like to see that because personally, I actually love seeing sunsets. But 
that's not the point. You need to add something to your story so that you either have people answering your story, sharing your story with someone else, um, or using one of the little stickers that's on, um, that's one of like the options on Instagram. So like the poll button, the um, question button where they can ask you a question, the quiz where you can put a right answer, the slider is a great one. Um, Those are like the top buttons. They're called like stickers on Instagram. So if you do that often, your audience will interact with the stickers and it also helps you get to know them better. So um, you can find out information about them, things they like to see, invite them to kind of like start a conversation in your DMs, um, share their answers with their community. If you, if with your community, if you ask a question and you just kind of like create that conversation and get that going, um, which then is like bring uh, value back to your audience. So those are a few ways to do that over stories. If we're talking about like in feed, so stuff that you would post, obviously in this context, we're talking about like your writing. So a huge way to do that right now is through reels. Um, I know that people are hesitant to pick up this new medium. Um, it's working with video. So automatically it seems a little more complicated, but there's a bunch of ways that you can share your writing, um, through a reel. And so I'll explain to you why reels is a great way to increase your engagement. Since it's like a new, it's a new feature on Instagram, it's going to be automatically favored by Instagram. So more people are going to see your reels than your static not moving picture that you post for your feed in your feed, like in your profile grid. Instagram is going to show that reel to like people who don't even follow you. So the chances automatically, like your reach is going to be much higher, which therefore can bring you new followers, can bring you new readers um, and new people who are going to be engaging with your work. So they're going to be leaving a comment. Um, So that's a great way to like reach new people, which will then help your engagement. Okay. Next question. I'm going to read it out because it was like a two part one. Hi, do you have any tips for attracting more concerned people and making an attractive author account? Please and thanks. Okay. So I think this person was kind of asking, um, a similar question to the, to the previous question I just answered. So attracting more concerned people. Um, I think they just mean like people who actually care about poetry. You obviously don't want to be like attracting people who care about cars, um, (laughs) to your page. Well, you won't attract people who care about cars to like your poetry page. Um, But I think the part I'll focus on is making an attractive author account. So I actually think the first key here is to not look at it as an author account. Yes, it's going to be, it might not be your personal account. Obviously, like I have my own private personal account for my friends and family. But yeah, it's going to be your author account in the sense that it's going to be where you're sharing your work. But more importantly, the way I would look at it is your personal brand. Okay, this is something that I feel very passionately about and that I think Everyone from every industry, I know I've said this before, should have a personal brand. Um, I know I'm biased because I like work in social media and it's my job and everything, but I still do really feel that way. And I feel like, especially as an author, it's hard, okay? It's not necessarily something that people automatically care about and are interested in. You have to make people interested in in reading. Like books are hard to sell. Um, There's obviously if we're going to, we're talking about Instagram, let's be real. Like people want to see nice pictures of, um, girls wearing like the latest purse and like the latest fashion. And then as much as I like to see that stuff too, uh, yes, I care about like that stuff. And I do try to share, um, other things I care about aside from writing, but let's be real. Like people care about that stuff more than they care about writing. So you have to really intentionally attract the right people and make sure your page really stands out. 
So kind of tying into what I just said, I think the way to stand out is to share other parts of yourselves that people find interesting. So if you are into fashion, like I definitely am, it's just who I am. I'd like to put together cute outfits. And that is a part of myself that I've always tried to include in my page um, because it truly is something I care about. Um, what else? I guess like another part that I try to include about my life is um, specifically Pilates and scoliosis. Like that's a huge part of my life. And I shared my whole scoliosis journey on my page. So that's something else that's like really tied into my personal brand. I think that if you stick too closely to it being your author page, as in like, this is the side of me that's only an author, I just don't think you're going to succeed as much as you could if you were to show other things you care about because you do not have the credibility of an author that's already sold millions of copies of books that people are just inherently interested in because of who they are. You have to make people interested in what you're doing. Um, And the way to set yourself apart is to share those extra things about yourself. I don't think you need to overshare. I think that's a fine line too. And it's one that I've always been very careful about crossing. It's never something I wanted for myself. I never really wanted to be someone who woke up in the morning and first thing that I did was like put my face on my stories and started talking. Like it's just not what I wanted for myself. And I don't think anyone really has to do that um, in order to be candid. I think um, kind of tying back into what I was saying before, um, you know, I think there's a line. Everyone has their own like um, boundaries with social media and you need to find yours. But you need to also push yourself a little bit outside of of your comfort zone because the reality is you have to kind of like show people a different side. So that's my personal opinion. Um, I'd love to know what you guys think, but that's just my take on that because I think the reality is there's a lot of people sharing their work online anonymously and um, you want to be able to stand out and find other people who are interested in stuff and someone might be interested in something you shared like I know for a fact that there's people who found my page because of my scoliosis content and then bought my book and are interested in poetry now and like to follow my work so it's a give and take thing you have to take your time and figure it out but I think by putting yourself a little tiny bit outside of your comfort zone and talking about other things aside from just your writing you'll really attract um, a lot of new people okay last one I think for the day how to make an aesthetic feed using your writing so This is interesting to me because I used to really, really care about my feed. I would do for the longest time. I'm sure some of you remember this, but I used to do like one kind of picture of myself or of something like a lifestyle shot and then a picture of like my my writing, a poem. And then it would be like and it would be like a grid that was like one, one, one. one. So it kind of made like a checkerboard, um, which is cool. And it's like a common thing that people do. But you know why I stopped doing it? (laughs) I just hated that it forced me that like if there was one day that I wanted to post a poem, I had to like wait and then wait until I found a picture that I that could go like in between because I never wanted to like, it was just my personal preference. I didn't want to like take a random picture from Pinterest or something. I wanted it to be all pictures that I took or that I was like my own content. So it just threw me off completely and I hated that pressure and it was like affecting <laughs> my whole vibe. Um, so I said, that's done. I'm not doing that anymore. But I do think that um, there are some aesthetics that go into um, writing pages and like poetry pages specifically because I do think it's a place that people go or follow or visit um, to kind of like either 
you know, when they want to look at something peaceful, when they want to feel inspired. So yeah, I don't think, um, I think there is some aesthetic that goes into it, but I think, you know, tying back into what I said about your personal brand, if it's kind of all stuff that really like is so your vibe and is so, uh, authentically represents you, it will all kind of like flow together. I find when I stopped thinking about it, my feed look started looking way better because I was so dependent on like that one picture, one picture, one picture, one picture, one quote, one picture, one poem that it was like, I wasn't even thinking clearly. I was just completely paralyzed by needing to follow that, um, aesthetic and like that, um, what do you like that, um, order of things. So, you know, once I found the color palette that I like, honestly, I'm still figuring it, figuring it out. Like I think, um, it's like a work in progress. Like nothing is meant to ever stay the same forever. I think if you're, if you're always like in search of this perfect feed, you're never going to find it. I think trends change all the time. Like at a certain point, it was so cool to have a perfect feed. And now everyone posts like a bunch of carousels and it never ends up looking aesthetic anymore, but people love carousels. So I don't know. I think you need to like once again try to find that balance and the only way you're going to find it is by trying things out like I think people are so afraid and I'm including myself like there's a comfort in kind of like doing what you've been doing and thinking it's the best way to do it but it's like you have nothing to lose by like just you know creating a new format for your poems trying something different like no one's gonna be like what are you doing um, why would you do that? Like, no, you're the only person who cares. I can guarantee you that no one cares as much as you do about your own feed. And I think the only way to kind of find that like perfect aesthetic that like represents you so well is by trying. Um, and I think everyone's still trying to figure it out, figure it out anyways, because Instagram's always changing. Um, but yeah, that's my advice on the aesthetic feed question. I know I said that was the last one, but I want to like leave you with some of my parting knowledge um, and advice on like followers and kind of a little poetic mindset tip, if you will. Um, So a lot of the questions I got and like those were only those were like my three top ones that I felt like I could really give you guys quality advice and like actionable content on. But a lot of them were about like how to grow my page, how to get more followers, how to make people care about my work, how to, you know, more questions about engagement and stuff. And it's like, now that I've had my page for, I think it's been three-ish, a little over three years now that I've been really actually like sharing consistently and stuff. um, It's like the follower thing don't care about that like please try to not care about that don't believe everything you see like the reality of this all is that you might see writer pages who are just the numbers are flying they're just like growing exponentially like guys like I'll be super real with you people still buy followers and buy likes I see it all the time at work like I work in this industry please don't do that like do not buy followers do not buy likes your account will get shut down by Instagram you're you're not going to sell books because you're you can't those are not real people who are going to buy your book so as tempting as it is to like have 10k followers or to have the link button or to have like a page that just looks like it has all these followers like those are not real people 
And sorry, I'm not saying that like that doesn't happen to anyone. Like, yes, there's some people who really have cracked the code and I guess do all the right things and are very clear on like what it is they want to do and they put a lot of effort in. And yes, they will really grow quickly, but that's not the general population. Those are like a few people who, good for them, they found out what worked for their audience. But if you're listening to this, and your goal is really to write a poetry book, that was my goal. And then my goal was to sell my poetry book that I spent my time and effort creating. Um, you need real followers. You need real people who like, are going to buy your book and are going to care about what you're doing and are going to follow you along on your journey. And you're not going to get that by like buying or doing any hacks or like joining. The, the other thing is the follower pods. Don't do that. Don't do it, guys. You can also get suspended for doing that. I don't want to sound like I work. I don't work for Instagram, obviously, but I work with Instagram and Facebook a lot at work. And seriously, it's like so not worth it. I've seen a lot of pages that um, have been shut down for doing those things. Not just I'm not even talking about at work. I'm saying like from my poetry page, I've like connected with people through the years. And then I'm like, what happened to these people? And it's like, yeah, their page got shut down because they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. So. That was just my like little tidbit at the end. I feel like it was honestly <laughs> the best advice in the whole in this whole episode. If it's if that's something you were like tempted to do, just don't be tempted, guys. Like it's really not worth it. You will grow your audience at your own pace. It's really different for everyone. There's no like magic code. If there was, then it would honestly be boring and there would be no point because everyone would be doing the same thing. There was one more thing I want to say and I'm forgetting it now. So I think I'll just include it in the next episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope this helped you. Um, I'm definitely going to talk about this topic more. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can always um, email me a question for my podcast. You can email you can email alexandra.readbyrose at gmail.com. And you can email me your questions for the next episode about whatever topic you'd like. I'd love to talk about it. Um, that's all I got, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Poetic Mindset, I'd love it if you shared it on Instagram stories and tagged me at Red by Rose. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.